Welcome to Worldwide Genre Broadcast One. Bienvenidos a Genero Mundial, Primera Transmisión. This is your host, Tony. I would like to begin this broadcast by thanking everyone that has influenced and helped come up with this concept. Thank you to those that have offered messages of encouragement and support. I can't wait for y'all to hear this interview and the many more to come. We are setting up some dope interviews all summer long with artists from all over the globe, and we can't wait to continue to bring you great content, music, and most importantly, worldwide genre broadcasts. If you already listened this far, big ups to you and thank you for the support. Welcome to Worldwide Genre Broadcast One. Today we have Alf Alpha, Rafael Lopez, artist, producer, Coachella resident DJ, and creator of Super Sonido Sistema. Thanks for being here with us today. What's up, Tony? Thanks for having me. No worries, brother. No worries. Uh, thank you for, you know, hopping on, hopping on the the hype bus, getting on this new project. We're ready to rumble. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for reaching out once again. You know, the worldwide genre, you know, it's a new concept that you came up with and I love it. You know, I love the idea of bringing, uh, you know, our global base community uh together you know we all love music and it's great that we you know we could have a place where we could talk and and share ideas yeah definitely i mean that's kind of the whole the whole idea is just to unify you know the global based music community via conversations you know just you know i like talking to people <laughs> i love global based music so <laughs> you know it is Def- what it is we got we got to we gotta document our 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 movement. <laughs> Definitely, bro. So much love for you for starting this. I know this is your first one, and uh, yeah, thank you for for doing this and reaching out. No worries, brother. Appreciate you uh, being on the premiere episode. So yeah, I mean, let's get to it, brother. Um, I guess uh, one of the good first questions would be, you know, how would you introduce yourself to someone who doesn't know Alfalfa? Uh, so Alfalfa is my artist name. You know, I'm an artist. I'm a music producer. Uh, I'm a DJ, and you know, I'm a cr- overall creator. You know, and so Alfalfa was a nickname that was given to me uh, when I was in high school when I started DJing, and um, I took that name and have uh, encompassed uh, my music career, uh, which started off as a DJ. You know, Alfalfa started off you know, as a DJ and I've evolved into music production to creating events. Uh, now with my label, super sonido, uh, we have a mobile DJ, DJ booths out of Volkswagen buses. Um, so alfalfa is the overall, uh, artist that I go under. Um, you know, and, uh, super sonido is, is my label uh, that I've created. And so just super blessed to be working and sharing music and, and creating. Yeah, that's great, bro. Yeah, of course. Um, where do you come from? You know, where were you born and raised? Let's talk a little bit about your, your origin. So I, I was born in Palm Springs. Uh, grew up in Palm Desert, California, born and raised in the Coachella Valley. 
so, you know, I was super inspired by obviously Coachella Fest, you know, Coachella Fest is in my backyard. So, you know, I'm from the desert out here, you know, we're, we're not too far from LA. We're not too far from San Diego, Las Vegas, you know, but we are in a little cocoon, I like to say, and the desert's nice, you know, it's allowed me to, you know, make a name for myself, you know, and, 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 and do what I do in our Coachella Valley, but I've, I've been branching out, uh, you know, I lived in LA for a while and, um, you know, I travel a lot. So, you know, Coachella is always in my heart. That's where I, I was born and raised, you know, but as far as, you know, as my, my family, a little more background on me is uh, both of my parents are from Mexico. You know, uh, my dad's from Jalisco. My mom's from Zacatecas. I'm 100%, you know, sangre mexicana, Mexican blood. And so, you know, I, I was blessed that I, I have a perspective of two cultures. You know, I have my American life, you know, uh, you know, Palm Springs, Palm Desert, and also, you know, going to Zacatecas uh, and Jalisco in the summer and going and, and just being in the rancho, you know, and, and, and knowing where my parents come from. You know, they come from, you know, small towns, uh, agricultural farming. And, uh, you know, my grandfa my grandparents were farmers, you know, and, and they raised cattle for a living. So I loved going out there as a kid growing up every summer. I'd go out there and, and just, you know, learn, learn my roots, you know, spend time with my family. So I love having, I always say, uh, I'm very lucky that I have two perspectives, you know, I have, you know, the, the Mexican American perspective. Yeah, of course, man, that Chicano pride, I definitely, that's, you know, a little bit of overlap, cultural overlap that we have, you know, between both of our experiences, uh, you, myself as well, being from Southern California, uh, as well as, you know, being uh, full Mexican, you know, Mexican parents. Um, that's that's great, man. It's great. Uh, we're definitely, uh, speaking for the whole Mexican-American congregation, we are definitely proud of you, brother. <laughs> um, just going on that, <laughs> bro, you, bro, how... How do you think? Uh, how do you think that uh, you you know your exposure to to the Mexican culture? How do you think your whole experience shaped uh, shaped you musically? You know, like how do you think uh, being where you're from? You know, the Coachella Valley, where your parents are from. How do you think that has influenced uh, you know your musical journey? So I, I've definitely been influenced by my parents. Uh, and and particularly uh, my at a young age, my father introduced us to mariachi. You know, whenever it was time for a birthday, a baptism, uh, a quinceanera, you know, my father was always the first one that hired a mariachi band. He loves mariachi. Oh yeah, he's mariachi from, is huge, man. He's from he's from Jalisco. He's from the home of mariachi, and so he uh, introduced us to 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 the. Mariachi and his love of music, you know, and and he 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 always, you know, my father doesn't know how to play any instruments. He's not musical per se, but he appreciates music very much, and he loves to party and have a good time. So, um, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, we would always have parties. We would we would my family would love to entertain and uh, and have a mariachi. And, and also, you know, my mom, my, from my mother's side, she, she's from Zacatecas and that's where I got introduced to like banda music and, uh, they, they, they call it regional music. Uh, yeah. and regional so, Mexicana, yeah. 
Yeah, so I was introduced to banda music. Uh, where she's from, that's very popular. And so growing up as a kid, you know, that the house next to us uh, belonged to a bunch of musicians. And so these musicians uh, would practice banda, you know, uh, once a week. And I, and I remember being a kid, being like 10 years old and watching them, you know, just watching them practice. Uh, and I was really fascinated with the percussion, the percussion element, you know, the, the snare drum, the and the bass drum and, and the cowbell like those instruments i love i love those instruments and um uh, you know i grew up just appreciating uh you know live musicians and and then so when i was 13 i i asked my dad for a drum set you know and so that was kind of my intro of like me wanting to make music you know and at that time i i was into hip-hop but i was into like rock and roll like punk rock i would say and so, you know, I, I just kind of got my foot in the door. I just threw through my love of percussion and drums. And that's because I grew up, go, uh, like I said, with this. Uh, the first time I ever touched a drum set, it was uh, at a, you know, my, my next door neighbors who were in a banda, you know, and I would just they yeah. would take they would take a break and I would just like go over and start messing around. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's dope, bro. That's dope. Yeah, I mean, we've talked before about you know kind of like the different the different styles you know of mexican music you know that a lot of people aren't aware of you know mexican music varies by regions you know like like you mentioned in the north you know your mo mother side being from zacatecas you know in the north they listen to a lot of banda you know they listen to different stuff than they do in in you know the cities in the cities you got the cumbias you know you got a different sound a lot of you know american music influence well, albeit there's there's influence everywhere, but it's obviously stronger in urban centers. And then, you know, in the South, you have, you know, completely different, you know, style of music, you know, even more like Caribbean influenced, you know what I'm saying? Down in Veracruz and all that. So it's 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 incredible, man. Yeah. Um to continue, uh continue on with, with with that. So we talked a little bit about, you know, your first your first experience, you know. How did how did uh how did you go from drumming to DJ, I know we've talked about that before, but like, let's let share that story with us, man. Yeah, so like I said, I was into like, you know, my first CD I ever bought was Rage Against the Machine. That's the first one, you know what I'm saying? And so like, I was into rock, and that's why I wanted to play the drums. I was just like, I wanted to just be like this really intense drummer, you know. And so you know, it, this was in the '90s, you know. And so uh, I I also started seeing, you know, just I started seeing the DJs pop up, you know, whether it be on MTV or, or you know, on the music videos. I would see like the DJ scratching, you know, like the idea of, of a DJ scratching and using a turntable and becoming a turntableist. And so that idea really fascinated me. The the, the idea that I could I could use uh, records and, and manipulate the sound. And so I became fascinated with like old school hip hop uh and, and did my research you know and i sold my drum set in uh 1998 i sold my drum set and i bought a pair of turntables and that was a really uh you know i would say like it was a really interesting time and it was like uh for me because i was starting to get exposed to more music you know in 98 i was in eighth grade you know so i i was starting to listen to more hip-hop and, and, and so I basically, 
I figured, you know, I said being a drummer and being a DJ is kind of the same thing if you think about it, because you have to stay on beat. You know, if 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 the drummer's off beat, you know, something's wrong. You know, so I think, yeah, I thought to myself, you know, being a DJ is very similar to being a drummer because you have to be on page. You know, with with everyone. You know, with the whole crowd. Mm -hmm. You have to. You're you're the you're the controller. You know, you're the sound selector. You know, and so yeah, so sure. I. So I kind of that idea of of uh, of just the drums. I I I took that to the turntables, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn how to DJ, you know. And I and I sold my drum set, bought some turntables, and I had no idea what I was doing, bro. Like I just basically like threw myself into that. And this was '98, and then in '90, about six months after I bought my turntables, the very first Coachella happened. So that was like, you know when you're young and you're trying to learn how to DJ and, and, and figure out things, you know, and this is pre for YouTube or anything like that, you know, it, it could get really frustrating, you know, because, you know, I'm in my room, I'm I'm trying to figure shit out and, and I don't have a teacher or anything, you know, no, no one in my family DJs. So like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like so, trial by fire. Yeah. So it was basically, I was just like learning, you know, and for like that first six months, you know, I was like trying to figure it out and Coachella happened. And then I went to Coachella, you know, I was 15 years old when I went to the very first Coachella and I got inspired forever. Like it was like all the inspiration I needed. You know, I, I went yeah, and yeah, I, sure. I saw DJing on the highest level and, you know, I was forever inspired after that very first Coachella and I went home and I said look I'm gonna figure out how to how to use these turntables I want to like I want to get on that stage one day and and now you know 20 years later I'm blessed to say I played Coachella main stage with all my original music this past year so very blessed that that mm -hmm. I went for, from a 15 year old kid that didn't know how to DJ and then basically fast forward 10 years I got asked to play Coachella and then fast forward another 10 years, you know, I've been asked to play on the biggest stage at Coachella. So like, you know, it's just a matter of just sticking to it, you know, and, and, and loving what you do, you know, like there's no right or wrong way, you know, like everything, you know, has, you know, has its time, you know, and, and at first I was like super anxious. Like I was like, man, I want to learn, but you know, it's taken me, you know, years to, and I still learn every day, you know? So like, like I love, DJing, I love learning music, you know, and and I and I love the the idea that um, you know that it's it's a worldwide genre. You know what I'm saying? Now, course, now, oh yeah. Now it's like nothing's off limits. You know, I love the idea of, of being able to sample anything and make a beat. You know. Yeah, for sure. We're we're definitely we're definitely gonna talk a little more about Coachella. We're definitely gonna talk a little more about global bass music you know which is the focus of our of our uh, new project here worldwide genre i'm just gonna read the lineup of 2019 main stage alfalfa <laughs> so we got ariana grande we got khalid we got zed we got bad bunny el conejo malo Pusha T, burn a boy from nigeria afrobeats big up afrobeats and our boy Alf Alpha 2019 main stage lineup. How 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 amazing was that, bro? Like how did that feel? That must have felt incredible for you. Uh it was a dream come true, you know. That's that's literally the the, the one of the ways I could describe it, you know, but you know, it it, it was 
it was amazing for for you know it felt amazing i could tell you that for me to to be able to walk on that stage and perform and you know uh for that set in particular you know i decided that i didn't want to play anyone else's music you know i that if they asked me to be on the main stage uh i want to i wanted to bring all my original productions uh for that set and that was the only time i've ever done that at coachella you know i've done I usually, you know, do DJ sets where I'm mixing every, you know, the hottest tracks that are out, you know, and for this set in particular, 2019, you know, I wanted to say I played main stage Coachella and I played my original music. You know, I, I, didn't, I don't even think Ariana Grande writes her own music. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'm saying like a lot of these big artists, you know, they have they, they don't produce you know mix and master their their music you know they have people that do that for them you know so like the music for, industry the music industry is a machine you know it's a machine you know i wanted yeah. you know i wanted to for that i i i, I did i wanted to, to to leave that set and say hey you know i played my original music my music you know not anyone else's not another dj's music no no one else's music and and i felt that was a very special set for me and like i said coachella you know over the years from 10 years ago when I got asked the first stage, you know, I played, I played Sahara, you know, I played the Sahara stage and this was, and I, I played with the same stage with Skrillex. Skrillex and I made, made our, made our debuts, uh, at Coachella 2011 on the same stage, same day, you know, that's that wow. year, you know, Incredible, I believe, bro. I believe on that stage, it was myself. It was, um, Toki Monster. It was, um, Skrillex, A Track, I think Afro Jacks was on that one. Uh, Odd Future made their debut on the same stage as us, you know, uh, like you know Tyler the Creator and those guys. Uh, you know, Taco. Yeah. yeah. So I went from like from jumping around to stages. I've played, I've almost played every single stage at Coachella, and every year they they you know they they asked me to 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 do a bigger stage and last year it was the outdoor theater and then now it was the main stage and and so like that that's you know that's coachella believing in me you know they 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 could have any dj they could have any dj play coachella you know and that they want and and they they pick me and i think you know they respect the fact that i'm from the desert you know and and they they realize you know what i do and they respect me as an artist and they they believe in me you know it's like not too many festivals yeah. could just basically say hey play the main stage at our fest you know like yeah for sure you know so i'm very oh, yeah. blessed you know shout out to coachella shout out to everyone that works there and and you know shout out to everyone it's a big team that that runs coachella you know and and you know i'm very blessed that that you know like i said in 1999 you know right at the it was a crucial time for me because literally yeah, I don't think if it were for Coachella, I probably would have thrown my turntables away. Honestly, I would have been like, you know, uh, you know, this is this is too hard. I, I don't want to. I don't know what I'm doing. But it was the fact that I literally went to Coachella, and that year in particular, I saw Mixmaster Mike. I saw a track uh, who was one Ooh. year who was one year older than me at that time. Oh he my was, goodness! He was like 16, and then uh, I saw Cuber, and they were going by the Invisible Scratch Pickles, and those guys put scratching on another level. And so, oh yeah, sure. Be and 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 that first year, I literally went to go see a track because I said, you know, if this 16 year old kid could do it, I could do it because he's only one yeah. year older. 
he's only one year older than me. So it was like that inspiration. It was like it started the yeah, fire, yeah. you know. And so I was, was like, a, it was like a crucial. It was like a crucial. It was very crucial for you to see the art of DJing at its highest level. You know, yeah. per se, you could say yeah. that kind of set that inspired you. You know, it's like. It's like when you go as a little kid, if you're like a soccer player, you know, and you're barely getting started, you know, you go and you watch a professional match. Like, wow, you're, you're seeing it at its highest level. Like, I want to do that one day. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and I'm glad I'm glad you touched on Coachella over the years, brother, because like you said, you've been to every single Coachella ever since it started, you know. Um, and it is great that it is great that uh, that Coachella decided that they chose to to put on such a community centric figure, you know, somebody from the desert, you know, uh, a, a, a Mexican cat from the desert that is out there, you know, in the community doing all sorts of events because you don't just, you're so community, community centric. You don't just, you know, DJ parties. You don't just DJ clubs. You don't DJ Coachella main stage only. Like you're out in the community, you're doing, you're doing workshops for the kids. You're DJing outside of restaurants, art festivals, art walks, like all over the desert, all over Southern California. Talk to us a little bit about that, man. Like Coachella over the years, your Coachella memories, and also like some of the community work, community-centric stuff you did. Yeah, so, you know, at first I used to be like, I, I used to, I don't know, I, I, I guess... I, I didn't like having at first I thought it was a little crazy to have so many aspects of my life. You know, I, I'm an artist, you know, I, I also at one point I had an art gallery and an art collective. And, you know, at one point I'm teaching I, I'm teaching DJ classes. And and so I have a lot of different aspects. You know, I work with nonprofits and I work, like you said, with with, um, you know, I was working with artists and like like galleries and stuff like that and you know that it at first it was like man i kind of want to focus on one thing but i realized like no i like a lot of things you know like i need to embrace it you know instead of you know and it was kind of kind of comes back to djing too it was almost like like you know i didn't want to just shut i didn't want to shut some doors i wanted to keep all my doors open you know and like like i said i i you know i went to college i got a degree in political science i'm into politics i'm into you know the community you know that's one Activism. aspect yeah. yeah that's one that's one part of my life you know and and you know and i love music and i love soccer too like that's another aspect of my life so i have a lot of lot of loves you know and and you you and i like you know the last time I, we saw each other was in Mexico, you know, it's w one of our passions of soccer, you know, <laughs> yep. you know, so, so that was my, so funny. That was so random. <laughs> yeah. So, so going back to like, you know, how, how you said all the different aspects, I think like for me, you're very multidimensional for me, you know, I kind of break up my life into three passions, you know, and, and it starts off as being a kid, you know, like my first passion in life that I, I, I was soccer was, was football soccer and you Football. know since i could walk you know since i was like three years old i've been passionate about soccer and and that that passion you know like uh you know it it it, it fueled you know work ethic and and you know i was part of soccer teams and then my second passion it was skateboarding skateboarding was like one of those passions you know that incorporates 
obviously physical activity, but but also artistic eye and vision, you know, especially culture, being, culture, be, sure. being, a, being a street skater, you know? And so, you know, when I was starting to get into music, I was very into skateboarding as well. So, so that was, uh, I would say my second passion in life skateboarding and on the artistic side too, because I love the idea of being a street skater and using your environment and using the stairs and, and using like the rails and, and, and the and grinding on curbs and, and just using whatever's around you to create art, you know, and and I love that, you know, and my and like my, you said, like you said, the the culture part of skateboarding, you know, picking your deck, your shoes, the way you dress, like it's 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 crazy. Like I grew up, you know, in middle school, like every every other kid in Southern California grows up being, you know, a little skater rat. I grew up in middle school just pushing and like pushing everywhere. We would go to the park after school. With the homies, like you just go somewhere to do something, and like I can kickflip and all that, you know. I never got yeah. too good at it, but it was kind of just like some freedom, you know, like yeah. just feeling like you were free, expressing yourself, wearing, you know, the some some Vans, you know, the Chucka Lowe's, you know, like some jeans, you know. You had to have a fresh tee, like it's all a part of something bigger than skateboarding, you know. It's kind of like a cultural identity. Yeah, definitely. So. Skateboarding was my second and my third passion was music, you know, was was music and dance. I, those that's that. So so I always like how you say I do a lot of uh, things. I, I'm very kind of, uh, I guess you'd say well-rounded or, or whatever. Um, multidimensional. Multidimensional. That's what it was. Um, I think that I've I've kind of structured my life that uh to involve my three passions you know like you know whether it's in, you know incorporating my love you know uh of music and playing for lafc my favorite soccer club you know so like i like intertwining my passions you know so like you know i love you know collabing with with uh with different brands and like for example adidas adidas, adidas. shout out to adidas shout out to everyone in portland and worldwide Adidas, um, you know, I've been able through my love of soccer and music and skateboarding. I've connected with brands like Adidas and I've been able to work with brands that I love and respect and 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 they support me and, and they inspire me and they reignite, you know, me to to be the best artist I could be. Let, let's touch on one thing that that was one of the reasons why I just saw like I gained a lot of respect for you when I saw this. In 2019, at your on your main stage, uh, main stage performance, it kind of ties in with your love for for dance as well. You know, I know you just, I know you're you you have a you have a experience in breakdancing. You love the the breakdancing culture. You love that. One of the things that really that I really liked that that showed me that I saw that you were very community centric. You were very very much proud of your community and all for your community is you shared the Coachella main stage. Like it was your moment to shine. It could have been just you up there, but you shared it with other performers. Let's talk a little bit about that. How did that go down? Yo, shout out to all the break dancers that came out uh, for the set at Coachella. Uh, a lot of those break dancers are uh, local break dancers from the Riverside, San Diego area. Um, and so yeah, but when you know when they asked me to to perform, you know, I, I said, you know, if I'm gonna perform, I want to have the dance, some dance element. I wanna, I wanna, you know, invite some 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 break dancers. And Coachella has has, uh, you know, they 
we have a, a crew of guys that that we reached out to, and they call them the the Camp City Breakers. You know, that's the name that we they ran with uh, for that weekend at Coachella. Um, and so they they came out and represented. You know, I think you know as far as a DJ, you know, it's just as important, you know, like, like moving your body and feeling the grooves and connecting to the earth is like super healthy. And I feel like people forget about that, you know, like I, you know, I love having my shoes off and just literally being like barefoot and dancing for hours, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the best workout because it works your your physical you know your it's cardio but also your mental and spiritual you know like music and what you are putting into your you know your brain and what you're feeding your mind through your ears you know it goes straight to your brain and 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 you know santana you know is one of you know guitarists the one of the best guitarists of all time santana said that you know music literally changes you on a on a cellular level because because how many times have you been feeling really bad you're in a bad mood and then you put on a song and all of a sudden you feel happy that's literally like it shows you that music is so powerful that like you know that if you could put on put music on and listen to it and you have you are connecting you know on another level you know, if you really are in tune with what's going on with the, the music and the sounds and, and in taking that, like, like, and that's why I, I feel music is so powerful. And sometimes people don't really understand how powerful it is, you know? And so, you know, she, you know, I, I'm very blessed that I realized that. And so, you know, you know, I want, I want to always incorporate dance, you know, and not when I'm DJing, I'm dancing, I'm moving because I, 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 I you know, and so, you know, it brings me to my other point, you know, if you listen to bad music, you know, that that's, that's bad for your soul. So, you know, I suggest, <laughs> you know, I suggest like, I really suggest listening to, to music you love and, and like, and, and that's music that's positive and it has a message, you know, and, and sometimes like, you know, it, like people forget that, you know, like people just want to hear like some garbage ass music just because it's on the radio or whatever. And so like, you know, they, they don't realize, you know, that, you know, you, you, you know, we were feeding this to our brain, you know? So yeah, like, no, definitely. definitely. Hey, and, and, and something that, you know, came to mind with all that, how, how, like music has been so important for me personally. I know for a lot of people during this entire quarantine, during this entire situation, what are, what are your views? I know that you were doing some lives on your Instagram, you know, you were doing some lives. What are your views on this whole uh, new wave of musicians like streaming on Twitch and stuff? You know, like it before all this, there was you know there were some artists that were doing it, yeah. But this kind of just exploded it. Personally, yeah. I think it's great because we're not gonna you know me, me being a music lover. This entire quarantine, I've missed going to shows. I've missed, you know, because that's kind of like some music that feeds me. You know, it makes you feel good. It makes you, it just inspires you. And I've missed that. You know, we mm -hmm. miss going out to listen to music. Now we yeah. have these streams. W what do you think about those streams? Like, I know you, you've been doing some great ones. I tuned in to a lot of them. What do you think about that? Yeah, man, the, the streaming, you know, thanks to the quarantine, you know, like, I think it just reminded everyone that we do have the world at our fingertips, you know, like we could literally broadcast to the world, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, I think because the way technology is and, you know, sometimes it gets overlooked. And I think that that kind of got overlooked by a lot of people that that we were taking kind of the, uh, almost like 
the internet and how powerful the internet is as like for granted, you know? And so, you know, now that I we agree, can, I agree. you know, so I think this woke up a lot of people and it woke up myself, you know, I'm speaking for myself, you know, like I was like, you know what? I, I could broadcast every night. I could DJ every night in my, you know, in my studio and, and put a new mix on every night. And I did that. I think for the first like, like 20 days of quarantine, I DJed like every, yeah, every yeah. day, you know, I've, I've taken a little stop, from from it because I want to focus. I've been focusing more on 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 getting my studio and, and producing music and, and and doing some stuff with my Volkswagen buses and and it's been taking a lot of my time. But I but you know I've been doing my weekly DJ mixes. Uh, I love it. I love the fact that people are 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 tuning in, are are, are you know are are using technology to to share music and to share positivity. You know, like honestly, like people are 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 using this technology, they're connecting, they're reaching out to people, you know, but I also don't want to, you know, say like, this is like the coolest thing because obviously connecting and being with people is like the best thing ever. Yeah. 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 And so like, you know, I've, you know, I love, you know, I've been asked to do like private zoom parties for people's birthdays recently. You know, it's like a new thing that I've been doing and, and, and I love it. You know, I love, I love connecting with, with, uh, with, with, uh, you know, my community, uh, doing, you know, virtual dance parties, but honestly, that'll never compare to real life. You know, like being there real life is, is literally is, is where it's at, you know? And I think like, like you know the the it's great that we are using technology i love it i love it you know but at the same time you know i hope you know we don't just like stick you know we're like not just on some digital you know we we need to i mean yeah you know i think i you know i'm looking forward to it's it's more uh, of like a compliment you know it's like a compliment you know especially when you think about it i feel like it's it, it was such something that was so untapped Cause yeah. you have a lot of music listeners that can't go to clubs, can't go to festivals. You know what I'm saying? So for there to be that option for yeah. an artist to, to, you know, give out their art, give out their, you know, their, their time to, for all these, you know, supporters and, and new supporters to like find them, discover them, you know, on something like Twitch, which is so huge right now, you know, in the gaming community, now it's you know blowing up the music community. I I think it that's if we can have some positive things that came out of this entire quarantine. It kind of just woke people up to like you know use the tools that we have available you know to complement. Absolutely, like I I love it you know and I, I love all the features that you could do with the change you know change the backgrounds and like make it fun and and, and having the green screen and and all the options you know and these are things that. You know, literally six months ago, we didn't like we didn't even think about any of this. And, and now, like my perspective of being an artist, like I've have a lot of ideas. Like I, I want to have my own station. I want to have my own Twitch station. I want to I want to do all these things. I want to basically have my be broadcasting what what Alfalfa and what Super Sonilo is at you know twenty four hours. So if people want to go on and, and check it out, like that's kind of what I'm working on right now. And, and I want to be able to 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 have a, a great presence uh online and, and it really reminded me during this quarantine that you know the digital uh and your digital outreach is just as important as as uh you know re- your your uh you know brick and mortar 
Yeah, it's like a whole new it's like a whole new canvas for sure. Hey, but speaking of live music performances, uh you have a huge history with Coachella. One of the things that I always like to ask people, uh, you know, me, I've been to Coachella, uh, I've been fortunate enough to have gone to Coachella three years in a row, like 2014 through 16. But you, you've been to every single Coachella. I want to just ask you real quick, if you could touch lightly, what are some of your favorite moments as a as a musical fan, as an appreciator of music? What are some of the biggest performances you've you you highlight from your you know you your years going to Coachella? Oh man, that's that's a tough one. You know, like like I've been to every single Coachella. You know for 20 years i've never missed one day of coachella so you know something that just popped into my head right now because there's so many is uh a is i when i saw the uh beastie boys perform you know uh they were performing on the main stage uh i don't know exactly what year i want to say 2004 2005 and i remember that year they performed it was kind of like right around the time the intergalactic song, you know, intergalactic came out. And so like, like uh Mixmaster Mike was up there scratching and literally one of the moments I'll never forget is, you know, it, it was, it was, a, it was windy and a gust of wind came and Mixmaster Mike was scratching. Uh, and, and basically the record flew off of the turntable. Like as he's DJing, it like flew and and it flew maybe like 20 feet and landed right on the middle of the floor of the of the the stage and the, wow. all the all the beastie boys like looked back and were like what the fuck just happened and like literally it was like it was like thousands of people and then the record just like was literally standing in the middle of the fucking floor and everyone was just, <laughs> Everyone just like looked at each other like, what the fuck? And it was the desert. It was like literally the desert. You know, the desert's unpredictable. And I love living out here in the desert because, you know, it's it, only the strong survive. It's that's why it's called the desert. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> like seriously. And so the 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 desert's very unpredictable. You know, we could have, you know, a windstorm, you know, the next minute. You know what I'm saying? It's so so the fact that the desert you know, just like the wind came up and did that at that performance and like thousands of people were there. It was just like, it was kind of unreal. So that was one of the cool moments, you know, of Coachella. The desert, the desert is alive, bro. The, the desert, desert is alive. The desert is alive, <laughs> you know, but, you know, just to, just to like, you know, like recap, you know, just, uh, you know, I saw a Daft Punk perform, you know, I've saw like, you know, Amazing. I've seen artists, like all types of artists, man. I mean, you know, literally like, I would always tell myself, you know, before I even played Coachella, you know, like I always judge myself as like, you know, like I'm not a dope DJ until I play Coachella. Like I always told myself that, you know, because Coachella is such a diverse festival, you know what I'm saying? And so that was inspiration to me. Like it was like some weird motivation. I said, I want to play Coachella because only the dopest DJs. So like, you know, I've seen DJs like DJ Shadow, DJ Cut Chemist. You know, I saw the Roots play back in the day. You know, I, I've seen, you know, Rage Against the Machine, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I've seen like rock, a lot of rock music, but I've also seen like the Wu-Tang Clan come out. You know, I've seen Nas come out and perform his whole album. You know, I, I've seen. I was know, there that year, bro. I was there that year. That, <laughs> that, that performance that year, the first year that I went to Coachella 2014, that I, de I definitely attribute that year towards just kind of waking me up to like all the 
just music. That year was probably the best lineup that I ever went to, 2014. Yeah. Uh, Nas' 15-year anniversary of Illmatic, that performance was just unforgettable. He brought out Damien Jr. Gong, Marley. He brought out, uh, who else? Who did Nas bring out? Junior Gong. I went weekend too. He brought mm-hmm. out Junior Gong. He brought out, just, it was incredible, brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so, yeah, I'm glad we touched on some of that Coachella, uh, Coachella folklore, Coachella lore, you know, yeah, you being so established in, there, the, in the desert. There's, you know, Coachella for me is one of those things where it's just, I can't, I can't just pick one or two performances just because it's, it's, you know, it, 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 Coachella, I always tell people like, you know, it's like a, it's like my religion, you know, it's like literally like what I believe in. I believe in music. I believe in positivity and bringing, you know, people together through music and art. And that's what Coachella is. It's literally, it just, it's a music and arts festival. And, and I think that's, that's why, you know, I've been very blessed, very, uh, and fortunate that I, you know, this is in my backyard, you know. And so, like I said, like I, uh, I've i seen Coachella evolve itself, you know, and, evolve, bring, yeah. and, and bring, you know, something new to the table every year. Yeah, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. He brought out Lauren Hill. Nas brought out Lauren I, I was gonna, Hill. It was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah, no, yeah, it was incredible. Um, yeah. But yeah, brother, shoot, that's crazy, bro. You just, I mean, we could talk for hours on just Coachella. I feel like every year is like a whole new journey. Even every yeah. weekend is different. If it, Like the same, it's most of the same artists every weekend, but every weekend is even in its own thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, bro, let's, let's transition over into talking about a little bit about global bass music, brother. We are a global based podcast after all. We're we're a podcast to get to know the artists. We're a podcast to talk about the the artists' influences, talk about all that good stuff, where they come from, but we're also here to talk about global based music. Uh if you could, bro, if you could tell us a little bit about, you know, w- what's your like history with global based music? What, you know, your influences, you know, uh where where did you catch on to the to the whole you know, wave of global based music. I know you're an OG. I know you're an OG. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got into global bass music. You know, when it, you know, as it, you know, I think as soon as the t- the toy Mubaton got bought, got coined. You know, like you know, a, a big shout out to Dave Nada. You know, and Mad big shout out, big shout out, Dave. Big Mad, shout out. Mad Decent. Uh, you know, back in the day when they put out their Mubaton compilation. You know, it really kind of, I really embraced that movement for sure because, you know, of my parents' background, uh, my Latin background, you know, my Mexican background, I would say, and and also my love of of global music like cumbia. You know, cumbia is one of those... those rhythms that I love, you know, I, I love spinning cumbia music. So, you know, but I also love, you know, reggaeton and like the dembo. Electronic music. Oh, yeah. El- for sure, bro. To touch on one thing on that, for that's what Mumbaton always was to me. Like when I first started hearing that, I was just like thinking like, this is a fusion of cumbia. This is a fusion of Latin music. This is a fusion of reggaeton. This is a fusion of electronic music. Like, I love electronic music. I love cumbia ever since I was a little kid. 
like it's basically like all that put together into one <laughs> yeah it's crazy. i mean and it all comes down to the drum you know the drums and and the, those those drums and that beat is you know if you want to trace it back it, it goes back to africa you know what i'm saying like that yeah, Afri yeah, sure. that african influence and so you know that's why i love about hip-hop you know and, and i always say like hip-hop you know and obviously rock and roll but and then and then later hip-hop but hip-hop is you know one of the the great american you know art forms that that is is you know is 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 uh you know rooted in, in americana you know what i'm saying it, it was a based in new york it was founded in new york city like new york is it hip-hop is from new york city you know what i'm saying like straight up yeah you yeah, know and, sure, and, sure. and and that idea of of those those uh you know the early founders of hip-hop you know that literally are, are they're from the hood they're from the bronx they're from you know these neighborhoods that don't have any economic you know relief you know what i'm saying they're not they're not in the nice part of manhattan you know what i'm saying like a lot of these neighborhoods that created hip-hop you know came with uh the idea of basically creating something out of nothing you know and i love that idea i love how you know they 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 take some records they they'll sample a record you know and, and create a loop and start rapping and create hip-hop and so you know you know the a lot and that music hip-hop was created you know a lot but from from the black the latino communities you know and so that's why i think i gravitated towards hip-hop you know, so like I was like, you know, this is dope. I love the idea of breakdancing, graffiti, like emceeing, DJing. Like I was hooked as 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 when I got introduced to hip hop in the 90s, you know, um, yeah, true, and, and then using their voice to, to talk about the issues, you know, like early hip hop songs like The Message, you know, like that's talking about how fucked up their hood is. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that, that is a dope ass beat. And, 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 and that song I could still play today and, and it resonates with people, you know? And so like, oh, yeah. I, so I got, I got into the idea of, like I said, scratching and, and being a hip hop DJ at first. And then I also started learning about other electronic styles of music, you know? And so for me, you know, I was into, uh, hard house music, like super hard house, like hard hanging beats, like back in the day, there was a label from Chicago called UC Music Underground Construction, and they just played banging ass hard house beats, you know. And and and, and there was a DJ named DJ Bam Bam, uh, and DJ Bad Boy Bill, and DJ Irene, and DJ Humpty Vision. Those were some of the DJs that I was like listening to. That and DJ Bam Bam in particular would scratch really fast over over a lot of these hard house tracks and so i was like damn that's fucking dope i want to i want to scratch and i want to because you wouldn't really see that in a lot of you know electronic music in the beginning you not a lot of turntable lists to but dj bam bam i i remember being like in eighth grade and, and getting a, a cd and being like damn how could this guy scratch so fast over over these hard banging beats you know so that got me inspired and lit kind of uh fire under me and i started doing research i started listening to like miami bass music uh after that and seeing you know a lot of djs on on the miami bass tip were, were scratching super fast on, on their tracks you know and so i was like you know what this is dope like i love the idea of incorporating the 808 you know uh the drums and and remixing like cumbia music you know, and, and, and Latin music too, and kind of creating, you know, you know, our, you know, uh, you know, and, and, and basically creating music along 
you know, what I, what I think, you know, would be, you know, my type of m- music basically. And so, you know, DJs like, like Dave Nada, you know, and I would say Skrillex embrace, you know, uh, not Kumbia, but uh, the Mumaton yeah. movement and, and, and Diplo. It's started, crazy. They started, they it's started. Crazy. It's crazy because, uh, because if you don't mind the interruption, bro, it's crazy because like, like you said, hip hop, how it was created, Mumbaton was created the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a song. It was Mumba by DJ Chucky that was, you know, slowed down by Dave Nada. They basically, he slowed it down. He did a little bit, you know, here, a little bit there. It's crazy how all music is connected. Like it's, it, yeah. it's just mind boggling. You know, Mumbaton was kind of like a, a a product of so many things, you know, it's crazy. Absolutely. And like, yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, it was just a matter of time before everything kind of like merged. And, and I'm super glad it did, you know, and I, and I love the idea that you named, you know, your podcast, you know, worldwide genre, because now what we, you know, what has created with the Internet was you know a community of of all these uh producers that you know are producing from you know i talked to producers in chile and bolivia you know and mexico and you know europe and 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 you know we we do it through soundcloud uh we're connect, we're sharing ideas and and you know i i love that that you know i love that community of, of, of being worldwide and, and not being restricted to one genre you know back in the day exactly like, Back when I first started, you know, like DJing, it was very clickish. You know, it was like the hip hop crew and then the rock crew, and it was like, you know, whatever, like heavy metal crew. Like I don't know. Like it was basically like no one was like, it wasn't cool to be into everything. It wasn't it was a, melding. It yeah. wasn't melding with each other. Yeah, bro. And that and that was kind of that was kind of the inspiration. You know, th- during this quarantine, I've had this idea for a long time to just kind of like connect people. Uh, across the different genres of global based music, that was kind of the idea is to reach out to these, you know, different producers, you know, whether you have 10,000 million followers or you have a thousand and you're on the come up, you know what I'm saying? Like this platform is for us, you know, as a global based community to come together and kind of understand, you know, each other's influences, understand where we come from and kind of spark that conversation, you know? Vamos a tener entrevistas en español con artistas de, de Chile, con artistas de Peru, artistas de Venezuela, La Ciudad de México. Like, I, we have so many interviews in the works, as well as, you know, all over the U.S., NYC representing, you know, the Dominican Republic, representing Puerto Rico, Texas representing Mexico, some big names down in Texas that, that we, you know, we're, we're, we're working on getting them on the, on the show it's just something that needs to be done. We need to document our movement, you know, in our own voices. You know, me being a longtime supporter, being a longtime fan of, of all these genres, you being, you know, a, a big time player in the game. It's like something that just needs to happen. It's, 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 it's conver- conversations that need to be, you know, documented. Absolutely. And so, you know, shout out to everyone out there making music, you know, and, 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 you know, don't get discouraged by like how many plays you're getting or how many plays you're not getting. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, good music is good music. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, I think nowadays a lot of people, you know, they, they sometimes if they don't get like a thousand freaking plays, like right off the bat, they, they, you know, they're tripping, but really like, 
you gotta love music. You gotta you gotta you gotta be in here for the long haul and to share to share. You know, and um, you know if your music's fire, trust me, we're I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna play it. Send it, send it. If your music is fire, send it, send it to us and send it to Alfalfa, and yeah. we may. We more than likely will be happy to have you on our podcast. Si tu música, si tienes música, si eres un productor, mándala, 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 mándala a mí y mándasela a Rafael. Mándasela a Alfa, bro. Yeah. Uh, hey, brother, let's talk a little bit, uh, you know, to kind of round out the, the pod. Let's talk a little bit about how we met. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, what we got going on out here in uh, Portland, Oregon with, you know, my big, 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 big family the Global Base family, uh, Mijo, 108, Eric, Aiden, the rest of the crew, Smiles. You got a bunch of people working so hard on that project. And they are they basically embraced me, you know, when I came up here. You know, when I moved up to Eugene, Oregon, they embraced me in Portland, Oregon. And it's just like a new family uh, with a love for Global Base music. How was your experience with, with, with uh, playing Portland, Oregon, man? Yo, shout out to Portland, Oregon. Uh, shout out to all the Raza up there, Global Bass family. Um, man, my, my experience with Global Bass has been great. You know, the big shout out to to all the homies that work with Global Bass and and inviting me to come up and, and DJ. You know, I DJed, uh, did a show up there, um, and it was super dope. You know, I played on a, uh, the, so the, the Studio One, uh, the sound system uh, that right there at the was that the, uh, the liquor the store? Liquor, the liquor yeah, store. The liquor super store. super dope venue, you know. And those guys are doing a great job and and bringing in really dope artists uh, in our community. You know, in, in in reality, our community is small. You know, and, and when when you when you look at it at the big scheme of things, you know, so it, it, just it spread all over the world. <laughs> exactly, We're just a small me. community that's spread all over the world: New York, <laughs> Miami, Texas, LA. We got our we doing our thing up here in Portland with the global based family. Big up, you global are. Base. And global base has really been one of those uh, you know parties that that is uh is respected and and one of the premier parties to play in the global bass community so you know i was really honored when they asked me to 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 perform and to spin a set you know and and those guys are killing it you know and like you know i want them to to continue you know what they're doing and, and i know they are they're gonna kill it you know they're 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 bringing that flavor and and you know imagine if there was a global base like in every city bro you know what i'm saying like you know like that that's what you know we we need we need we need uh you know we need more that's what we more. need to work yeah that's what we need to work uh we, we I, need i feel like yeah dope dope people that 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 uh that love music and, and love the movement you know and so you know like i said my hat's off to global bass because they're really doing it and and really inviting you know uh i think dope dope people that are that are that are making some noise for sure what are what are some other uh you know uh piggybacking off of that point what are some other uh dope parties that you've had a chance you know to play other than Coachella you know what i mean you've yeah. you've played other cool cool events other what are what are some that come to mind right now so that's funny that you say that because i just got a reminder uh 1 year ago today uh i kicked off a party called uh Sunday Sessions in downtown LA and Sunday Sessions is like it was like one of the dopest parties like in LA. If you know, I would say 
they have, uh, I think, about four, four of them every summer, uh, one a month, and they happen in Grand Park in downtown LA. And so last year, uh, literally one year ago from today, I, I kicked off uh, global. The it's not a global base. I, I kicked off uh, Sunday sessions, and you know, speaking of like. DJ, I mentioned DJ Irene, one of the early DJs that I listened to back in the day. Like, like I got to perform with DJ Irene, like, like last year in front of City Hall, in front of like thousands of people, you know. And uh, I also played with John Tejada that 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 day too. So it was the three of us. And so like, like I would say Sunday sessions is is another dope party in Los Angeles. They they're they bringing a lot of. Uh, dope ass music, you know, like really dope music. The city puts it on, you know? And so that was like, that happened one year ago today. And, you know, I just like remembered that that was probably one of the dopest parties I've ever DJed. And, and it was an honor because as, since I was, you know, I would say for the last, you know, five, six years, I've always wanted to play that party, you know? And, and last year, you know, I, I was asked to, to kick it off, kick off summer and, you know, DJ Irene opened up for me. Like I play, I played second, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, wow, that like as a kid, you know, like, as, like yeah. a, as, as like a freaking 13, 14 year old kid, like my mind was like blown because like, I was yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I get to play with like my peers, you know? And so, Hey man, you know, and not everybody, not everybody gets to play in front of city hall, bro. I'll tell you this. I went to made in America. The only year they did it in Los Angeles. Okay. Some of the people that have performed in front of City Hall in LA, Kanye West, Kendrick wow. Lamar, <laughs> like insane. <laughs> that year was crazy, brother. Yeah. Um, no, that's amazing, bro. They, that that's great stuff. Um, just wanted to touch a little bit more. Uh, you know, before we round out the pod, uh, a little bit more on uh Super Sonido Sistema and how that goes along with your passion for VW buses. Yeah. So, you know, when I was in third grade, they made us get in front of the class and, 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 and tell people what's your, what was your dream car? If you had a dream car. And when I was 10 years old, I told everyone, I want a Volkswagen bus. You know, that's all I want. I want a Volkswagen <laughs> bus. And, and people thought I was crazy, you know, cause I didn't want you know, the cheesy, like, Oh, I want a Lamborghini or, or Ferrari or, you know, something like that. Like, I want a, a vintage Volkswagen bus, you know, that's been my dream car since I was a kid. And I always told myself when I, if I, I'm able to, to, to own one of those, you know, I, I, I would, I would want to make it a mobile DJ booth. You know, that was like kind of the vision, you know, that I had. And so, you know, I incorporated my love of, of music with my love of vintage cars. And, and it's a way that I basically could share my art you know, uh, and, and, and be able to bring a party anywhere. Like I could literally drive up anywhere and start DJing and have a party. And, and it's the idea of, of, you know, bringing the music to the people, you know, and, and, and you know, I, as a DJ, one of the things that I, um, you know, I, I, I don't like very much about my job is having to carry all my equipment, you know, having to carry speakers. It's, it's that chore. So, for me to to you know have a Volkswagen bus and convert it into a mobile DJ sound sound system, you know, is, is kind of one of those dreams that that I, I you know I've been making a reality. And and now I'm 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 happy to say that I have three mobile DJ booths. 
you know, and um, I have another one that's going to be a photo booth as well. So, you know, I, I, I've been able to, to, with my brand Super Sonido, I've been able to, to, to share my music, you know, with the people via the Super Sonido bus, you know, shout, shout, uh, shout out to everyone out here that supports the Super Sonido mobile DJ booth and hit me up if you need a, a DJ at your next event. I'll roll up. Yeah. Alfalfa will be rolling all over all over SoCal pretty soon. As soon as uh as soon as everything gets better, he's gonna be rolling around with his maybe maybe you'll see me driving the uh the photo booth. I drive the photo booth one, you drive the, the DJ one. Yeah, That's I, what's I up. <laughs> That's what's up. You know, my 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 ultimate dream is to to do a tour, you know, like a, a real legit tour wow, in the buses and you know, when I was young, uh, I, I the first time I ever got a record deal, uh, it was in Japan, and it was it was like on some MySpace like shit back in the day, and <laughs> I got I got a record deal, and and I, at the time, you know, I didn't have that much money, so I I couldn't go to Japan and do like a real tour. So you know, one of my dreams that I I, I that I was like, it wouldn't be dope to like if I ship my bus one of my buses to japan and i did like my tour that i never did back back in the day like you know Ooh, that would be sick bro that would like, be sick it'd be doped <laughs> like so i'm like that's like something on like a bigger scale i was like you know, it, yeah yeah i was like you know it'd be dope to like to transport my bus and then when i get there i'd be able to drive my bus around and, and have like you know my bus on deck and all my equipment it would be dope oh yeah brother Damn, that's in the work. You got all. You always got stuff in the work, bro. <laughs> but hey, man, let's. Uh, I just wanted to give you some time too to like anybody you want to shout out, any plugs you want to throw in, go for it, bro. The stage is the mic is yours. Yo, I want to shout out to everyone uh, in the global bass community. Yo, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to this podcast. I want to invite all of you to listen to my mixtape that I put out. Um, we're gonna have a link um with this podcast so you could listen to some new music that i'm feeling and if you have any music if you have uh anything you'd like to share reach out to me um at alfalfa um at uh, a l f a l p h a um on all social medias you could hit me up or just hit me up on alfalfa.com to make it easier and um much respect to everyone out there making noise in the global bass community yeah, man. Thank you. Of course, we're we definitely we have that we have that mix releasing soon. It might already be released by the time you listen to this podcast, so it'll be linked up and everything. Uh, man, thank you so much for for you know for you know taking the leap to be to be uh, our premiere episode, bro. It, it really means a lot. Your support means a lot. Uh, thank you to everybody that's you know been supporting and just been pushing us, you know, to to get this thing done. And to continue to get these things done, uh, I'm gonna leave you with with one question, bro. Quick fire, this this last one to kind of finish it up. If you could only have one more meal for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Um, I would have to say camarones al mojo de ajo, and that's the grilled shrimp with the beans and rice. And the grilled shrimp have a little garlic on top with a little oil Ooh. and some tortillas. I could eat that for the rest of my life, you know, especially if I'm I'm next to the beach, maybe in Oaxaca. 
That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, bro. I feel that. I feel that. That's the, hey, that's a new that's a new place, bro. Oaxaca is hot right now, bro. It's like everybody that knows about Mexico knows, you know, that Oaxaca is the place to go to right now. Oaxaca's, Shoot, bro. Oaxaca's been hot. And shout out to all my it's people in Oaxaca. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. Shout, shout out, out to everybody. Uh, shout out to all everybody in SoCal. Big ups. Thank you guys for everything. Uh, shout out to all of our LAFC people because I know oh, yeah. they're going to be tuning in. They're going to be tuning in. Hey, shout <laughs> out to up. LAFC. And you know what? You better believe that one of my buses de- is dedicated to the LAFC. And my my plan is to have my bus parked in front of the stadium for every home game. You already know. Let's go. Big shout out to Rich. Big shout out to Robbie. Big shout out to all the 3252. On that note, goodbye. Thank you guys. Big Peace up. out, guys. Peace. Big up, Alfafa. Thank you for being here with us. And that was Worldwide Genre, Broadcast One. Thank you, guys.